Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. Welcome back to Week 11 Locks. This week, we have our guest joining us, longtime listener of the show for the program, Parker Tuck Dog Nation. What's going on, baby? What's going on, guys? I appreciate you guys having me. I've actually been looking forward to doing this for quite a few times, so I'm glad I get the chance to do it now. No, for sure. Thanks for joining us. And as always, got my left-hand man, Brett Galt. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. We're we're a couple weeks away from the end, so definitely getting excited for the next couple weeks here before uh, we get into the conference championships. Yeah, absolutely. So week 11 locks after this, you know, the final standings are about to be shaken up. Got a lot of big marquee games this week that could decide some conferences or at least some divisions. And then you got rivalry week rolling in shortly after that. So uh, we're hitting it hard. It's been a long season, good season. Um, 39, 35 and one for me on the season, Brett 30 and 28. So staying positive, even our sponsor, now one coastal BBQ stay smoking. They're six and five on the season. So Everyone's positive. We're going to hope for a very nice week 11 and keep that trend rolling. Yep, I, I agree. That's my goal is by the end of the year, just stay positive, honestly. I'm oh, sorry, trend, trends the way, wrong way. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. I've had two bad weeks, but um, I mean, we're, we're only up from here. So, uh, P. Tuck, go ahead, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, where you're from, where your allegiance lies, and um, just overall how your, how your gambling year has been. Okay, okay. So, I've been – my name's Parker. I've been all over the place when it comes to gambling. Um, I got family that goes from Georgia, and honestly, me, brother, mom, and dad are the only people that live outside of the state of Georgia – so my allegiance falls with Georgia football and Braves baseball. So I'm still riding the high from that World Series. Chop on, went to Atlanta for the parade. And let me tell you, that was something I'll never forget. Glad to be a part of it. Um, on the year, honestly, for betting, I've had a couple weeks where I'm up big and a lot of weeks where I'm down big. So I'm riding the highs and lows and I'm feeling a high on this week. So be prepared. Heck yeah, loving it. Well, as you know, we'll always get into uh, the nominal Coastal Barbecue picks. And uh, Mr. NFL is back for redemption this week. He gave out Dallas minus nine last week. Cowboys don't look that good. Um, I know, Parker, you dabble a lot more than Brett and I do in the NFL. So maybe you can give a little bit more advice um, after we uh, let everyone know what Jaymon's going to give out for the show. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and recap last week. Last week, not good for a lot of people, but you know who was one to know? Non one Coastal Barbecue. Go check them out on Facebook, Instagram. If you like food, if you like good food, especially, check them out. It's a free recipe book, whatever you want. I know lately I've seen they've been smoking some quesadillas, some some chili on there. It all looks delicious and phenomenal. And just like the pipe and hot pick of the week, Tennessee plus one, very good win over Kentucky. Good game. It was a really good game, actually. I was surprisingly so, impressed. Yeah, I mean, they we talked about that game a little bit, and I don't. You didn't pick it though, Marcus, right? But you were you were kind of on board with the Tennessee pick as well. It was it was a pick that I took off of my card, which I wish I left on. Yeah, it, it was it was a game that could have gone either way, and honestly, it was close to going either way. But Tennessee's playing good ball right now. Yeah, and no, obviously. Bet you wish uh, Henry and Hooker was still at Virginia Tech. 
Well, like I said, it's the kiss, the kiss of death to Justin Fuente. That's why he's going to get fired. So he did it to himself. So now on Old Coastal Barbecue, Tennessee plus one. That's a hit down the pipe. They are six and six and five overall in the season, given winners. And they're actually on a hot streak. I know they hit week nine. So, yeah, I mean, that might be the right trend. They're trending in the very right direction on the right side of 500. So uh, hopefully they keep it rolling. All right, next in the clubhouse last week was Brett, two and three on the week. Not too, too bad. Uh, UNC laying two and a half. That Wake Forest game. Let's get into it after that, after this. That hit. Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Never really a sweat. They're a good win. And then his three misses all snowballed. Baylor laying six and a half. TCU got it done on the field. Not a very good performance by them. FSU plus two and a half miss. And Fresno State uh, also did not get it done. So, uh, Brett, how are you feeling about your card last week and the outcomes? The the UNC game was a great game. I, I did call this, if I'm being honest with you. You got lucky with that late cover. You got really lucky with that. I mean, can we just not cover? I mean, they, when they, whenever they score with a minute, what, minute 10 left, I was like, they're going to come back and score. There's no doubt in my mind. that. And sure enough, they did. And then, um, yeah, Fresno State just got killed. I didn't watch that game, but I, I saw the score. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then Oklahoma State, hey, fade West Virginia. We weren't even in that game. Really no shocker there. And then TCU, my good. I mean, Baylor, what are we doing? I mean, I thought for sure that was a lock of the week, but I guess you fire your head coach and then you somehow pull off a top 15 win. So credit to them. But yeah, that, that's how I feel about my league. Wasn't there like seven top 25 teams that lost last week? I think it was, it was like something astronomical. That's every week, literally every week, like <laughs> seven to 10 ranked teams lose and they lose to unranked teams. Yeah. I love it though. I love it. I do too. That's what makes this year so great. Getting crazy. Well, you know, I was bringing up the caboose again this past week. I was two, four, and one on the week. We'll go ahead and start off with my push. My push. So Brett got UNC minus two and a half. I got weight plus three. If there's ever a little bit of disparity, we always give you the best number you can find it at. There's more than one book in the world. Although, as long as the number is around consensus, not a huge disparity, get it, get it where you get it. So my push was Wake plus three. My two hits were Pitley in 21 and Air Force Army under 37. Even overtime, under still hit. That's a service academy game for you. So uh, those are my two hits and my four misses. Auburn plus four and a half. They look terrible. Michigan State laying three. I knew that was a trap game. Should have stayed away. I was on board with Brett. Baylor laying six and a half. Horn Frogs played their butts off. And then Bama first half minus 17 and a half to LSU. I mean, forget the first half. That game was the game was scary. Bama, Bama really let them hang around. Um, they got LSU's best shot. Bama's gonna have to find their offensive rhythm for the rest of the season if they want to secure that SEC championship game against Georgia, in my opinion, over AM. Cause I, I I could see I could see Bama being sketchy, losing some like a game towards the end. AM wins out and they give them a run for the money to make it a fightable SEC championship. Like whoever takes that on there, I could, that makes sense. I could too. You know, Brett took Alabama under eleven and a half wins, and that hit after A and M, like early on in the season. So I, I also picked Georgia to win the SEC too, which right now is maybe looking decent right now. I mean, Alabama has some; they have some flaws. I mean, that game was at home, and you barely beat an LSU team that has lost a great 
uh, great players on both sides of the ball. He lost Stingley on the defensive side and then lost their good wide receiver on the offensive side. Like, I just, I don't know. Bama has some flaws that they definitely need help. Yeah. LSU was down to like their third string cornerbacks. Um, yeah. on one side, and I mean, they they held up for the most part. I mean, they gave up a couple explosive plays, but I mean, they didn't look too bad. So maybe Eddie O can you know string out some wins. You know, uh, I, I feel like I'm a native son of Baton Rouge, love love the boot state, Louisiana. Always a good time down there on the bayou, as uh, Parker can attest. Can confirm, can confirm. <laughs> All right, sweet. Well. We're about to hop into it. Uh, before we do that, we're not going to go over every win total. Although, if you paid attention to our first two shows of the conference locks win totals, there was a lot of stuff locked up. Uh, for the most part, everyone's looking good except for uh, Joel Huddleston. So, still a uh, APB out there for uh, Joel. <laughs> Dude, we love you. Not trying to kick you when you're down, but your locks are not looking good. I'll go ahead and cough up. You know, one that I'm actually glad missed. ECU got five wins last week, so they're over four, four and a half. I took the under. I'm glad I didn't miss that. Always down for Pirate Nation. Always a good time. And uh, nothing but success for Mike Houston and Pirate Nation. I hope you guys uh, finish the season on a good note. Nevertheless, Parker, you're our guest picker this week. Take us anywhere you want to go. The board is yours. So I know in the past you guys have talked about how Iowa's horrible they can't, they can't cover on anything you bet. There's no bet list. So I'm going to the Minnesota and Iowa game. I know Iowa's at minus five favorites, I believe, over under 37. I'm going under, under 37. Both defenses have been good. Ranking top, I think, top 10 in the nation, I think, in like total yards allowed a game. Um, but both offenses at the other end have been horrible. I'm, I'm taking this to be a low-scoring game. I'm thinking like 14 to 10. I'm riding with the under on that because I know it's it's a fresh fresh week for them going up six points against Illinois. And uh, I think Iowa only put up 17 against Northwestern. I'm, I'm riding I'm riding the horrible hand that both the offensive have and a good defense that they both have. And I'm taking the under 37. I like it. I really do. I mean, I'm not taking it, but I, I like – I mean, Minnesota, it was a shock when the committee announced them as the top 20 team last week. And then they lay an egg against Illinois. And then we know Iowa can't score. So, yeah, I like it. I do. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Service Academy game, essentially. Um, yeah, if you like offense, don't watch that game. Yeah, that's one of those I'm going to bet it and look at it in about four hours, see what happens. <laughs> didn't um, didn't Petrus get benched last week? I mean, I'll be honest, that wasn't one of the games I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been two weeks ago against Wisconsin when they only put up seven points. I think that was it. Yeah, I was not turning in the right direction. Two, I recognized that they were, like, number two in the AP poll, but, like, about a month ago. Yeah, no, get them out All of here. Way from yeah. I'm considering that game as a toilet boy, the toilet bowl for me. Uh, man, go on, Q, what we got next? What do I want to run with? Hold on. Hold on. Easy now. Easy now. Uh, all right. So you got to play out. Brett, go ahead. Give us one. I'm going uh, to Happy Valley. And we were kind of talking about this game pre-podcast, but I like I like Penn State. They're a one and a half underdog in Happy Valley. Tough place to play. Clifford's healthy again. 
Michigan is a couple weeks ago they're coming off loss against Michigan State. I like Penn State in this position to cover the one and a half. I just I'm sorry, but I I feel like I say this every every year, but I'm just not on board with Michigan. I just don't think they're that great. I really don't. I don't I really don't think Michigan State was that great either. And I think that proved the point when they lost to Purdue, even though Purdue's been a tough team to play. But I just – I like Penn State in this position. Harbaugh can never win a big game. This is another big game. They're still in the running for the Big Ten if they can possibly win out. So, especially if they beat Ohio State towards the end of the year. But I, I just – I like Penn State in this position right here. I, I actually – that was one of my leads. I've got an official play, but if I had to bet on that game, I'm taking Penn State money line. Mark, is, I mean, Mark is shaking his head over here. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm not playing this game. I would be on Michigan, so definitely I would be against you. But, again, I mean, you always have my support. This is going to be an ugly game. When it comes down to it, I think Michigan has a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball, and I don't think it's going to be too high scoring. So if it turns into, like, first to 28, I think Michigan has the edge there. Is it a, is it a night game? Actually, I, I don't think so. I think it's a, a nooner. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you know, the Big Ten does the they, – they put their premier game at noon for some some odd reason. I guess they don't yeah, like to the SEC at 3.30 and, like, the rest of the country down the road. But, yeah, I, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, he chokes these games away. So, I mean, I think history is definitely on your side. Uh, he doesn't win the big ones. But this Penn State team isn't as sexy to me as they were. No, they're they're not. But I just don't think there's anything sexy about Michigan either. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, there's not. Um, I know we're not going to get into the playoff ranking because, honestly, I don't think it deserves the time of day to be spoken about. I think across the board, everyone agrees that the CFP ranking is hot trash because head-to-head can matter for – two teams, but then two teams, a couple spots away in the rankings. It, it, in, in the game was, what, 13, like two weeks ago? The game was two <laughs> weeks ago, and somehow I, I've heard this talked about because, you know, there was a couple of missed calls in that game. So I don't know if the committee is just taking those calls into fault and thinking that, hey, we're just going to call that a no contest and give Michigan kind of the advantage there. But how can you have both teams have one loss and then – one team won a head-to-head, and you have them behind the other team. It just doesn't make sense to me. It, I just – I'm so tired of it. Since he got snubbed, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, since he needs some chaos to uh, go their way, which we'll, we might get into later on. Um, I think one of the top-ranked teams is losing this week, and it's not Alabama. So, I think Georgia's up for upset alert in Knoxville – Oregon might be on upset alert with Wazoo. Yeah, it, 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 something's gonna happen. I, like, I mean, it happens every week, so we'll we'll get into that later on. All right. So, Brett, you're taking Penn State plus one and a half. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. Good luck. I wouldn't be with you, but best of luck to you. All right. Um, let's go to Thursday night. I got to play UNC Pitt over seventy two. I I think the number's about a touchdown too low. Neither defense can stop anything. I mean, as we saw Chapel Hills last weekend, I mean, 
Pitt all season has not been able to stop a dang on cold. Um, the over under opened at 75 is down to 72. Uh, so I'm getting a little bit of value there. Most 59% of the public is on the under 72. And I think this is a very good fate. The public play 41% on my side, two very good offenses or two offenses that can produce points. Although I'm not as big on Sam Howell, you know, he usually plays good in these pretty big spots. So, uh, Let's go UNC Pitt. Thursday night game kicks in – let's just kick at 8, 7.30. So we got a little bit over an hour. Uh, yeah, locking up under 72. Heels, Panthers. I like it. I do. I do. Yeah, I mean, that game last week was back and forth. Both defenses could not stop any. I mean, we know Carolina's defense can. And Pitt has struggled the last couple of weeks too. So I, I like it. I like it a lot. Parker, you got to play there. Not on that game. Staying away. Sam Howell. Sam Howell went to a high school in my county, and he beat us pretty good. So I don't bet on anything he does. So I'm just gonna stay away from that one and move on to the rest. <laughs> and also, we briefly talked about this in win totals. I need one pit win to get them over seven to get them to eight. They have Chapel Hill, Virginia, and Syracuse left. I mean, they'll get at least one of those. But tonight. If you want to take Chapel Hill plus 200, I don't think that's bad value on the money line. Let's double what was, it. What was the spread, like five and a half? Open at five and a half. It's hanging around six, six and a half now. Uh, UNC is the underdog. So, I mean, it, again, I think it's good value for plus money. Never know what's going to happen. I think it'll be like pretty high scoring shootout. It may come down to who has the ball ass. And if Mac Brown can out coach uh, Pat Narduzzi, never know. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. If we've all both seen both defenses on both sides of the ball, they're not good. So it can literally could come down to who has the ball last or if some defense makes an incredible play towards the end of the game. All right. Uh, Pete Tuck, you're up. Take us where you want to go. Last week, you bet Michigan State. They lost. Yeah. So I'm hammering them this week. Minus 13 and a half against Maryland. Yeah. I think in the last five games Maryland's played, they've given up on average like 470, 475 yards and giving up, I think it was an average of like 43 points a game. It's got to take Michigan State on a bounce back. I thought I knew they were going to lose at least one time this season. I feel like that's an inevitable for them. But I really like the minus 13 and a half against Maryland. I think, I think they're going to blow it out of the water. Probably not blow it out of the water, but I could see them going from a 17 to 21 point win. I can get you 13. Yes. Cool. So you don't need that hook. All right. Uh, Michigan State minus 13. No play for me. Brett, what you got there? No play for me either, but I don't hate it, especially the way Maryland's playing the last few weeks. I mean, I remember at the very beginning of the year when everybody's hyping up that Friday night game against Iowa, and then Iowa just totally destroys them. So, yeah, ever, ever since they won against West Virginia, really, it's they've gone downhill. Brett, question for you. So you took Maryland over five and a half. They're currently sitting at five wins. They have Michigan State, Michigan, and Rutgers. How confident do you feel that you'll get that last win to get your uh, season win total? Honestly, not very confident. (laughs) (laughs) And that's saying a lot because Rutgers is really wheeling again. I mean, that game, that that game probably will be a toss. Where's that game at? The Maryland-Rutgers game? Yeah. It is at Rutgers in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I'd stay away from that one. Yeah, I'm not very confident about that over total. 
All right. Um, Brett, you're up. All right. Uh, another noon o'clock game. This one, I've gone back and forth, but I'm going for it. This kid, honestly, after this week, I could be below 500 overall. But anyway, <laughs> I'm taking Baylor against OU. I'm taking them to cover the five and a half. OU is not going to go undefeated. I, it's either going to come against Baylor or it's going to come against Oklahoma State or it might just come against both. I just don't see – they're not going to keep on getting by with these, these wins where they just squeak by every single week. I mean, we've seen it against Nebraska. We saw it against West Virginia. We saw it against Kansas out of all teams. This Baylor team is coming off against a bad loss, in my opinion, against TCU. But I think TCU was kind of rejuvenated after just firing their coach. They wanted to prove something. So I like Baylor to kind of bounce back. OU, I think, is coming off of a bye. So I don't know. I, I just like Baylor. I think this Baylor team is actually a good team. So I, I like them to cover the five and a half here. Maybe not win outright, but at least cover the five and a half. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did win outright. Mark is shaking his head again earlier. I mean, the, the, the thing that gets me is I just go back to Kansas. You got shut out by Kansas in the first half. Kansas. <laughs> I mean, does that not bother anybody else? I mean, it does, but, dude, this Baylor team, they looked bad last week. Yeah, I, I think I think there was just a lot of emotions in that game. I like, mean, like, TCU they, beat them up, both sides of the ball. Yeah, well, TCU didn't have Duggan or whatever either. I think he got hurt, and they put another guy in there, and that guy actually performed better than Duggan <laughs> had been. So maybe that was the thing. Maybe that was the key. It could have been that I wish you luck. I'm I'm far, far away. I got a couple big 12 plays, um, but yeah, I'm far away from this one. I don't want it. I, I, don't, yeah. want, I don't want that in my life. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd mess with the winner or spread of that. Maybe the over-under. I see it at like, what, 60 or 62? Somewhere in that range. I haven't really looked at the game too much, to be honest. I, I didn't look at the over-under either myself, but it wouldn't be surprised if it was around there. Because, I mean, any given week, you can see Oklahoma put up 40 points. Like, it's realistic, and Baylor Baylor can fire right back. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to stay away from it. I wish you the best of luck. I appreciate that. I, I thank you for that. Oh, Marcus, why don't you go ahead and do two plays right here since you got more than us? Cool. Yep, and I think that will even us back up. I just took one off my card, and I'll go ahead and tell you which one <laughs> I took off my card. I had a West Virginia plus six and a half. I'm taking it off right now. Oh my God! Yeah, no, we fade West Virginia this week again. I don't know why. I mean, just a shocker. I'm fading West Virginia again. Are you okay? So let's go ahead. Do you want that lock? You're taking Kansas State. Kansas State minus six and a half. Okay. I really, I really thought we had turned the tide against Oklahoma State and TCU, and then we we drop and our offense just looks like total crap against uh, Oklahoma State, which I think Oklahoma State actually does have a good defense, probably the best defense in the Big 12. But you can't just score three points against Oklahoma State. You can't do it. Our quarterback, Daggy, looks like total dog shit again. I mean, <laughs> he looked awful. He could not read his reads. He missed total a ton of slants that were wide open. So, yeah, I'm definitely fading West Virginia again. 
give me Kansas State. The fact that you were even thinking about West Virginia covering is just after all I've taught you this year. What I mean, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I know that was that was uncharacteristic of me. But you, you know what's kind of burned me these last couple of weeks, and while I was considering it, is you know. I was taking those games that looked very shiny, you know, and looked very good. And it was like, I know something's up, but I'm going to trust it. And those have killed me. Like the Michigan State game last week, for example. Like I've been on a bunch of those and it's just on my way. Um, I was kind of trying to hop on the other side and maybe think West Virginia was still one. But no, like in the last five minutes, I got cold feet. Let me be the first person to tell you that nothing has changed. I don't know, man. Marcus, you shouldn't have said it. Because now you got me thinking about West Virginia. It's not a bad play in Manhattan. I mean, it's not rockets there. Look, all right, we'll we'll get we'll get back to it, Parker. If you want it, you can play it later. Anyway, I'll take us to uh, let's go to Tallahassee. This used to be one of the marquee games of the season: the U versus the Spear. Something that really intrigues me here. Miami opened as a two and a half point favorite most places. It hasn't moved. 81% or 81% of the public is on Miami. And I kind of think they're going to do it. I kind of see this as like a 28 to like 34, 35 type of game. Again, can come down to who has the ball ass. Manny Diaz has his Canes team playing very well lately. I mean, they beat NC State by one point. They went up to Heinz Field, beat Pittsburgh by four. And give or take, they played Georgia Tech pretty tight. But, I mean, this line's tight, which doesn't give me, like, cold feet. But Miami's just finding a way to win games. And Van Dyke looks excellent. Um, I like what Mike Norville's doing with Florida State right now. You know, they're bouncing back during the season. They they ended up, like, beating Chapel Hill, beat UMass. Of course, they lost to Clemson. And NC State, like, got them pretty good last week by two tutties. But – for Miami to only be a two-and-a-half-point favorite here, I think they have a little bit more going for them. Although Florida State started to find a rhythm, they're coming back down to earth a little bit. So uh, I'll take the Canes. Give me er, the Canes. Yeah, two-and-a-half. Is that what you guys are seeing it at mostly? I yeah, see a yeah, couple. Two. I like that, Beth. I like that. I'll play, I'll play two-and-a-half. I ain't scared. Give me the hook. That's the most consistent. Let's do it. Is um, I mean I don't, I don't hate it. Is Travis back for Florida State or is McKenzie Milton playing again? Because I think that's really the the way Florida State was playing good ball when Travis was playing, and then he got hurt, and now McKenzie Milton is back, and he just hasn't been the same. Yeah, so Jordan Travis is still showing injured on the depth chart. So McKenzie Milton is starting as an now, but again, like. Uh, Coaches are kind of keeping that pretty, like injury reports yeah. pretty close to their chest. Like Phil Dracovic, like last yeah. week. I had no clue. That I yeah. had no clue until you a lot of people didn't know that. I was actually reading some like Virginia Tech message boards and saw that Dracovic was like most likely coming back. So I took BC plus two as a personal bet. Didn't lock it up, obviously, because I saw on Friday. But hell yeah, faded Virginia Tech. Why not? I mean, the fact he threw like ten passes and you guys still lost. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think McKenzie Milton starting, which gives me a little bit uh, better hope. So, uh, yeah. it's all about the U this week, baby. Yeah. I just don't think you can trust Florida State. I just don't. But I like that play. I like that play. All right, Pete, tuck you up, man. 
I'm going – let me see which one I'm going to go with. I'm doing – I'm taking Cincinnati minus 23 against South Florida. I know oh. Cincinnati's offense hasn't looked that great over the last two weeks, I believe. But South Florida's defense never looks great. I think they're, like, in, like, the bottom 120 of, like, total defense. They give up, like, 485 yards a game. I think this this is a this is the cure to the slump of the Cincinnati offense. They coming out here and they dominate them and they easily cover, in my opinion. That um that goal line play against Tulsa not scaring you? Not even thinking about it. On to the next week. <laughs> Cincinnati has got to get rolling here. This is the game to do it. This is literally – this is their last chance of re-sparking the energy that they had going all the way up into the last three weeks of this season. This, this is a coming-out party again. I mean, Marcus, we saw, we saw South Florida in person the first game of the year. They, they're terrible. Week one? Yeah. Live from Carter-Finley Stadium. Fun show. Fun game. Wolfpack beat them up. That feels like a year ago at this point, honestly. I'm, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking up something right now, and it says – South Florida in five opponents have rushed for at least 250 yards and four have thrown for over 350 with three scores in each game. Yeah. I, I, I like the play. Confident. Best of luck to you. So Brett, you have two more plays. Yes. Pete Tuck, you have two, possibly some more. I think I'm just going to stick with two, but yeah. Okay. I have four. So let me ring off two back to back. Um, I'll finish off my ACC slate. Where's this game at? Where are we going? All right, we're going to Atlanta. We in the A, where the Braves just won the World Series. Shop on, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, we're taking Boston College plus two. I don't know why Georgia Tech is a favorite against anyone. Jerkovic, <laughs> I think that was his warm-up game last week. I feel like he's going to be a lot more comfortable this week. I mean, Boston College – as well as they started out and kind of hit that skid when they lost their quarterback, I kind of feel like everything's up for them now. Again, if anything scares me about this, it's that 68% of the public's on Boston College should have got it at one and a half. Now it's at two. Um, but I, I could see BC winning by field goal. I, I mean, I think they can win the game outright or else I wouldn't take it. I don't think they need the two points to cover against this Yellow Jackets team. And one thing that really gets me is – I, I was looking at metrics, and I think Georgia Tech had, like, one of the hardest schedules, like, in the country this year. Like, you know, they always got Georgia out of conference last week of the season. They're, like, at Notre Dame next week. But then again, like, Miami was supposed to be pretty good. Virginia, Pitt, Chapel Hill was supposed to be pretty good. Like, Clemson. Like, that's kind of like a murderous row, like, for a conference slate on top of going to South Bend and playing Georgia. Um, I think they're a little beat up. They're on a three-game losing streak. So they're kind of like trending downwards. Boston College is going upwards. So I'll take all the points I can get. I think the Eagles will get it done on the field. So give me BC plus two. I like that. I think I'm looking at it. Georgia Tech in the last two games hasn't thrown for 200 yards or rushed for 200 yards in either of the games. I think, like you said, they're worn out. Their offense is declining because they're just getting beat up every week they go out there because they are playing against good teams. So I, I think you're on the right side of that one. All right, cool. So I need to give one more. Um, I have two big 12 plays. So I'll end back-to-back -back there. Uh, let's go out west. 
We're heading to the Pac-12. Briefly spoke about Oregon a little earlier. Again, dude, I think chaos is going to ensue, and this is kind of like just fire your shot at which team you think is going to either play a close game or even possibly go down. Uh, Washington State is going to Autzen Stadium. Uh, They beat Arizona State last week. 34-21, 34-21, uh, played a tight game against BYU uh, a week before that, a BYU team that was highly uh, thought of, at least like preseason. And before that, you know, beat Stanford, beat Oregon State, beat Cal. Washington State's playing their best football of the season right now, and Oregon's going to get everyone's best shot between Wazoo playing very well and chaos happening. I'm just picking my spot. You know, I don't need Washington State to lose, but two touchdowns, you never know, like, being a player on the field, if that game gets tight, you may play a little bit conservative, make a mental error. Never know. I think two touchdowns is a good value here. So I'll take all the points I can get. I wish it was maybe more like 16, 16 and a half, but I'm not scared. Like, the, the Cougs go in there, play close. I might get backdoored by a late Oregon score. I don't know, but, you know, I, you got to roll the dice every now and then. So uh, give me the Cougs plus 14. I wish you luck. I will not touch this, but I, I do wish you luck, as you like I'm, to say. I think it's time that Oregon has to – they have to start looking like the actual number three team in the country. They have to. I mean, like they're – Ohio State's coming after them. You got Cincinnati who's knocking on the door who needs one of them to lose. So I, I'm staying away from it, but I, I, if I had to lean somewhere, it would be with you, Marcus. Yeah, and I mean, Oregon, like, they they lost to Stanford in overtime. And if Wazoo can get it in overtime, I mean, that's just as good as Locke. Yeah. They played UCLA in a three-point game. I mean, Colorado can't do anything on offense. They blew them out. But, again, a 10-point game to Washington. I kind of think Washington State – well, Washington State, I think they're better than Stanford um, and on the same level as Washington and UCLA. And if they can have, like, a three-point game, a 10-point game, and I'm getting 14, why not? I mean, does does Oregon State – or does Oregon have to win convincingly? Because it's not like Bama's winning convincingly. It's not like Ohio State's winning convincingly. I mean, none of the teams besides Georgia are actually winning and winning big. I mean, so I, I if Oregon keeps on squeaking by, they might be okay, honestly. Well, I don't know because, you know, head-to-head matters some point, so – well, I mean, no, it does not. Apparently, to the committee, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, the head-to-head the head does not matter. If Oregon wins out, they're in. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't care if they win by seven or eight points every week. I think you got to put them in, especially if they win out the rest of the year. Now, that's the great thing about take, about getting 14 points. I don't need them to win. I just need them to cover, baby. Because head-to-head <laughs> exactly. does not matter, and we saw that this week. All right, cool. So I think we all have two plays left. Uh, Parker, you're up. Your honor's on the tee box. Uh, I just checked for updated lines on this pick. I wish I were locked in a little bit earlier because I had NC State at plus three against Wake. And now that line's dropped to plus two. And so, but the thing is, Wake's, Wake's been doing numbers on offense. I don't think they've played a defense like NC State. I mean, they, they hold opponents, I think, 16 points a game while they score at least 27. I think this is an eye-opener. I think I know they put up numbers against UNC, but I think the defense is – obviously, we've gone over it lackluster on both of those teams. Um, and I, th- I think NC State honestly takes this money line, but I'm taking the points on plus two. All right, Wolfpack Nation. Let's go, Pete Todd. Brett, what you thinking? 
Yeah, I'm not touching this one. (laughs) (laughs) If there's anything that NC State, like kryptonite-wise, it's Wake Forest. I mean, it's like Wake Forest is NC State's kryptonite. They can never beat Wake Forest, and they haven't in the last couple years. So I just – I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't know if NC State's going to be able to keep up with them, to be honest. Yeah, first up. I don't know. I don't – I don't think they'll have to. I, I think the NC State's defense is actually going to come out there and make a stand. I think I think it's like a 24-20, 27-20 game. What's the over-under on this? 66 um, and a half. I definitely take the over on that, 100%. I mean, you want to lock it? Yeah, you know what? Go ahead and lock it. <laughs> All right. Love it. I love it. Oh. I can see that. I can see this as like a forty-five to forty kind of game, honestly. Cool. No, I, I like it. So actually, so like we said earlier in the show, you take the best number we can get it at. As long as it's in with like a half a point, go either way. Nominal Coastal Barbecue, the pipe and hot pick of the week is Wake Forest laying one and a half points. So they got a little bit of value there. Or I guess they P Tug got. I guess they both get value there. So <laughs> that's their play. I was actually going to go to this game. Uh, mother-in-law's in town, so got to do dinner Saturday night. But uh, I fully did plan on being in Winston-Salem for this 7.30 kick. I wouldn't lean Wolfpack. You know, I think Wake is eight, like, out of the last ten games. I think they're eight and ten in Winston-Salem at uh, – used to be BB&T, but now uh, Truist Field, I suppose. Everything comes back to the mean. NC State's bringing a very good football team in there. I would go Wolfpack plus two with Parker. I'm not locking it up because I already got an emotional play there. So, uh, you talk. I wish you luck. Not one of Coastal Barbecue. I mean, nah, nah I'm rolling with P-Tuck. But, again, the pipe and hot pick of the week, the last two weeks are uh, 2-0. and So, I mean, be careful. Be careful for the listeners. And then Brett's hanging with the over 66 and a half. I like that as well. I'd, I'd be on that side. Just give me like a 40 to 35 kind of game. That's all I need. Yeah. And like I said, I could see this like first to 35 and you may need a garbage touchdown. Um, so, yeah, good luck. Uh, I like both of your plays. And we got the pop and hot pick of the week out. Before I forget, let's, uh, let's go to Mr. NFL. Uh, Jamon is back this week. And first, he wants to send condolences because he gave out Dallas minus nine last week. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys did not look good. Yeah. But uh, this week, J-Mont's NFL pick of the week is Eagles over 45. Who they got? Who's Broncos. Broncos? Yeah. Teddy was balling last week. Teddy was balling. But they, the Dallas, Dallas looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think you can judge that because of that. I mean, that yeah. was a fluke, in my opinion. Denver's good. But I think Denver's mediocre at best, in my opinion. I do, I do too, honestly. All right, they, were, uh, they were at 30 to 0 at one point. What was it? You said 45 for that over? Yeah, yeah, 45 for Eagles, Broncos over. It's in Denver, I think. Yeah. And Jaymont's also given Michigan laying a point. So, again, Brett, you got one and a half for Penn State. So we'll give Jamont one for Michigan. That's his play. So for the listeners out there, Mr. NFL, like I swear, he's very good. I'm 
I'm taking the I'm taking that over in tonight. I know it's going to be a pretty tight window to get this podcast out and to get listeners. But Mike Jaseki, he's eight no for his receiving yard overs. I think tonight I took it. What was it at 50, 54 and a half yards for Mike Jaseki receiving? Bet I'll take anything Jaymont give me. I like that. I like that. Go ahead, put it in right now. <laughs> All right, cool. So we got the straight up those picks out. We got the pipe and hot pick of the week. Uh, P Tuck, NC State plus two. Brett, NC State, Wake over 66 and a half. That, so, Brett, you still have two more, right? Yeah, I still got two more. Yeah, give us another one. All right. Now, bear with me on this one, guys. Okay. <laughs> this one, I'm taking UConn to cover 41 against Clemson. Now, listen, all right? I know it's UConn, but this Clemson team has not been scoring well. And once again, yes, I know it's UConn. But if I can just get Clemson to only score 40 and just – if I can just get UConn to cover 40, that's all I need. So it's a huge spread. Clemson has not looked good offensively. And yes, I know it's UConn once again, but give me UConn to cover 41. I like it. Thank you. Thanks, Bart. I, I, I actually do like it. Thank you. This is a this is a Clemson team that has not been able to score the ball. All, yeah. And yes, I know it's against UConn defense. And UConn probably won't score. But if I can just get them to get shut out like 40 to zero, give it to me. I like the right. under 50. I like the under 51 on that too. Is that what the under is? Dude, with the spread that high and over under that low, dude, that's tight. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting right there. Brett, as I say, I wish you luck. The the, the only thing that scares me, and again, at Clemson's offense ain't worth a damn. I know. But the talent disparity on each I, side of the ball listen, is going to be huge. And it may be worth 50. Dude, these are five stars going up against one stars. Yeah, listen, it's been five stars going up, up against three stars the whole year, and you still Clemson's still losing. Listen, yeah, listen, but all he needs forty one to three. Yeah, just 40, give me forty one to three. That's all I need. Or just give me forty to zero. <laughs> I don't. They don't even have to score. I don't care. <laughs> We're begging out a 40 and a half point spread. <laughs> Jesus, man. This, that, that, I think that's a very good number. It, it's, it's a ballsy pick. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. Honestly, if, 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 if Clemson wins the game, if they, if they win the game like 50 to zero, you can't be shocked. No, I can't be shocked, but I'm just hoping that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. 41, that's your number. I wish – I'll be honest. I wish the line was more at like 45, 46. But, yes, I have it at 41. I wonder what it opened at. I wonder if it's moved any sense. I, th- I think it's at 40, 40 and a half right now. Because I, I saw it at 41 earlier. Yeah, I, I see 41s out there. You can you can have it at 41. It opened, it opened at 39 and a half. So, you're getting value. Exactly. Point and a half. Okay. Good luck. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. My last two plays are in uh, Brett's beloved conference, the Big 12. I'm going to just shout this one out and, like, not give a lot of explanation. I think this number is super-duper high. Uh, Texas, Kansas, under 62. Yeah, I mean, how heavy Texas, Texas can score. They just can't stop me. I mean, some people have actually picked this as an upset. Dude, Texas has guys entering the transfer portal, like, as we speak. Yeah, I saw their wide receiver did. They're on a four-game losing streak as well, which I saw, which is kind of funny because – well, first of all, can we talk real quick about how Texas cannot even compete in the Big 12, but they're about to go to the SEC here in a few years? It's I mean, this, this is a joke. That just shows you that all they care about is money because they're definitely not going to win. Yeah, I mean, they put up seven points against Iowa, 24 against Baylor, 24 against Oklahoma State, give or take that Oklahoma shootout. That was actually entertaining. But since then, dude, they're turning in the wrong direction. I could see this Texas-Kansas game being like 32 to 10. And even then, that's 20 points like of insurance. I'm not expecting a lot. Where is this game in Austin? Yes. All right, well, that helps them at least. But Kansas might be able to score a little bit on them too, honestly. Dude, what, what, I think what's the line? The line, the line to the game is thirty-one, which I don't think that they'll cover thirty-one either. But I like the the under sixty-two even more. The line hasn't moved since. I mean, seventy-five percent of the public is on the seventy-five percent is on the under, which I'm on it too, but. Yeah, I think Vegas got this number wrong. I think this should be more like in the like 51, 52, the way these teams are trending and we know what Kansas is. Um, yeah. yeah, I like this. This may be my favorite play of the week. Yeah, you got a four and five Texas against a one and eight Kansas. I mean, ah. all right. So that's, that, that's my play. Texas, Kansas under 62. Again, I see this like a 30. Two to ten type game, and honestly, Texas is—they're on like a skid of a losing streak. I mean, they haven't won a game in a month. I think yeah. Steve Sarkeesian may want to get up by like twenty-eight and just coast. Uh, I like—I like the under. I could see Texas doing a lot of careless turnovers that Kansas can't capitalize on, which runs off clock. Yeah, like just let Bijan run it. Yeah. yeah, interesting. All right, so we all got one more left. Uh, P. Tuck, Brett, me, nope. All right, so for my last pick, I got to throw my Georgia Bulldogs in there. I'm not taking the spread. I'm taking the under 56. I think this is a classic Georgia game. I know Tennessee's offense has looked great over the past couple of weeks, but I don't think they've played anybody like Georgia, Clark Prinkley, because nobody else has, because Georgia's defense is just there. They're above everybody. I think it's going to be a normal game for us. We go out get a good lead and then second half we start cruising a little bit i think it's gonna be under 56 projecting final score 35 13 georgia bulldogs and also the under is five and oh and georgia's last five games and tennessee when playing a top 10 ranked opponent coming off of a win at home is four and one on the under so i'm riding that hot hand as well mm-hmm <laughs> I, I don't really – I mean, Tennessee's playing good ball, and I know this crowd's going to be electric. Mm-hmm. But I just, they're not – Georgia's just a different beast right now. I mean, they really are. 
I'm not touching it just because I would be afraid for like a late Tennessee cover maybe. But I just – I think Georgia's going to defeat it. I really do. I don't think it matters whether they have Bennett and their quarterback or JT Daniels either just because the defense is playing so well, the running game is fine. And as long as Bennett can do a little bit, they're fine. Yeah, I we talked about this a little bit on the pre-show. My favorite, actually, Parker, I would be on the over. Okay. Because I think if Tennessee's going to put up a fight and threaten, and when I say threaten, I mean like two touchdowns, that over is going to have to hit. Hinton Hooker's going to have to find a way to put up some points, which I think they can, and I think Georgia's going to get theirs. But, I mean, dang, dude. Like I say, I'm personally probably just going to throw, like, a minimal amount of my book on Tennessee Moneyline because, like, Knoxville's insane. Like, it's a great environment. Um, Every team is usually due up for a little shaky game. Looking at the rest of Georgia's schedule, I mean, they have Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech after this. So this is truly their last test. If they want to take their foot off the gas and maybe like sleepwalk through Neyland, I don't think that's going to happen. So, again, personally, I'm going to take Tennessee money line, not expecting it to hit, but expecting to get a huge payday. What would that be? Uh, plus 800. Like, yeah, plus 800, I believe. Yeah, like, I mean, shit. I mean, if I bet 10, I'll take 80 bucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, why not? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, Tennessee's offense has looked good. And I'm, I'm, Georgia does have a shaky game every year. I mean, most of the time they lose a game every year, but, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling really confident with a t- defense that's approved itself rather than just showing up for the first four weeks. I mean, they're averaging, I think, six points giving up a game. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that number going into, going into this. Yeah. I mean, good luck on your under 56. I would think the over. I think Tennessee can backdoor cover 20 points. But, I've, dude, I've, yeah. it, it would – dude, if Georgia lost to Tennessee, dude, it's in play – don't even say it. Don't I don't think it is. It. I really don't. Yeah. I, just right. don't, I don't think they're going to be able to score enough. Damn, dude. That mm. – dude, something just screams trap game to me. You remember, like, the last couple years whenever Oklahoma, like, plays Kansas State and we just kind of got that feeling that something's going to happen and it's <laughs> happened? I feel, yeah. it, I feel it here. I don't know. You said the Michigan State was a trap game, and you bet them and they lost, so I'm feeling confident. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, you know, you know, our friend of the program, Trevor, is going to be playing Conway, releasing the hounds all over the house in the backyard, probably throwing something on the smoker. <laughs> we were already talking about it today. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're going to do any more of those quesadillas. Dude, those look delicious on their website. Free cookbook. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a quesadilla now, to be honest. Yeah, dude, the white chicken chili starting to get a little cold outside. That sounds phenomenal, too. Oh, yeah. And also, if you're interested in that white chicken chili recipe, there's actually a video on their Instagram page of the ingredients that they use. Um, if you contact them, they'll even give you the specifics, the temp to cook, how long, you know, how to make it. So uh, definitely contact Nalano Coastal Barbecue. The pipe and hot pig has been smoking, and you may want to look into that, too unless you're Parker Chuck, because he's on the Wolfpack. Exactly. All right, Brett, you're up. Last play. 
right, my last play, and I, I tell everybody not to do this, and I tell Marcus not to do this as well, but I'm taking Auburn to cover Auburn to cover five and a half versus Mississippi State. We know Bo Nix, and Bo Nix scares me. But this game is at home, and usually when Bo Nix is at home, he plays decent. This is a Mississippi State team that has been kind of up and down all year. They just lost a close one to Arkansas. I think Auburn's defense is going to be the one that comes into play here. I think they're going to be enough. They're going to be able to get enough stops against this Mississippi State power offense because we know Mississippi State doesn't run the ball. All they do is throw the ball. And I think Bo Nix will do enough here to get me to cover the five and a half. So. Give me Auburn to cover five and a half versus Mississippi State. Brett, don't do this. Don't I, do this. I, I, I just I feel I feel confident honestly in this one. If I'm being Dude, Mike Leach, when you expect the most, you get the least. When you expect the least, like this game, I feel like you get the most. Like they beat A and M. Like they like they beat State, which give or take they were the favorite, but a lot of people didn't like think that this Mississippi State team like plays Jedi mind tricks. And, dude, honestly, that performance last week from Bo Nix and the, the Auburn team in general, terrible. I will not bet on Auburn again. I'll bet it. On That's it. I I'm told it. you not to bet on that last week. Yeah, but, dude, don't go – no, Brett, don't go to a – No, to but a, I, just, I just feel like this is one of these games where Mississippi State is not going to do well because you know what they're going to do. They're going to come in and throw the ball. And Auburn has a good defense. It's Bo Nix that you always have to be concerned about. And I think they'll do enough. I don't – Mississippi State's defense isn't that great. I don't know, man. That quarterback for Mississippi State's been doing pretty well over the last six games. He's throwing for over 75% with three touchdowns or more in the last I mean, but the thing is, is you got to just – you know what they're going to do. Just stop the pass. (laughs) It's a lot easier said than done. (laughs) And I think Auburn's going to get enough pressure on the quarterback to be able to do that. I mean, dude, Zach Calzada for Texas A&M isn't a world beater. But he made Auburn look terrible. It, I mean, 20 to 3 is a final score, and he was 15 for 29, 192 yards. But, but the thing it is, touchdown. Like, when, that's, you cannot trust Auburn. But when Bo Nix is sucking, their freaking defense is out on the field, and at, at some point, they're going to get tired. I think that, listen, hey, just trust me on this one, okay? Listen, Dude. I know my picks are a little off, off this week, but it's either going to go really well or really bad for me, honestly. If I, hope, Tank, I hope it goes really well. Yeah, if Tank Speed doesn't get it going, you're in trouble. I agree. But I think we're going to see good Bo Nix because Bo Nix is home. Bo Nix at home is good Bo Nix. Bo Nix away is bad Bo Nix. Uh, this, is, this is nasty. I do have to mention something. So the Nix family and the Atlanta Braves are like tick and tack. So I think – I think this is how it goes, and I heard this on ESPN, I believe. So when Bo Nix's grandfather was playing at Auburn, Atlanta Braves, they won the national championship. When Patrick Nix's dad was the quarterback for Auburn, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Bo Nix, starting quarterback for Auburn, Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Well, you better hope that he has a kid soon. Yeah, Bo. Yeah, start. Go ahead and pop him out. So we'll get him out. Yeah. Eighteen to twenty years, and we'll circle back. Just do all the do all the south a favor, right there. Just do all the south a favor. Yeah, that's that's absolutely bonkers. Like you can't find that stat anywhere else. That is who even find that stat is the question. 
Dude, some <laughs> Auburn legacy dude. Who knows? Some someone from Auburn that has a heart on. I'm glad I heard of those. Very impressive. Shop <laughs> on. World yeah. Series. Whoever finds those stats needs a raise because I've, I've heard crazy stats that don't make sense, but they're stats. They're stats. <laughs> and the, the numbers and the proof, the rosters don't lie. All right. So one more, and then I'm going to free us all up to go ahead and eat dinner. This, so back in the Big 12, it's another underplay. An offense that I think is damn near terrible. Ah, oh, dude. Ah, oh, dude. I'm kind of overthinking this play. <laughs> uh, it's on my card, though. So let's do it. Um, Iowa State, Texas Tech, under 58 and a half. I think both teams are shaky. They both kind of played to the level of their competition. If it turns into a defensive battle, which I kind of see seven times out of 10, I think that under is going to hit. Iowa State, we, we've seen their offense be pretty decent, but we've also seen them be very, very bad. This is, this is going to be a good sweat. I'm sitting at a no comment for this game. Yeah, I, I, yeah, good luck with that one, bud. Dude, but also with, when I was kind of looking at this, I kind of see this. I think 58 and a half is a good number. 93% of the public's on the over, so I got to take the under here. I'm locking it. I ain't All scared, right. but I'm going to be letting. All right. Hey, good luck in that one. No, so for a 25 to like 17 type game. I mean, Iowa State has a pretty good defense. Yeah, and like that's their calling card too. Texas Tech ain't really anything special. Um, they usually throw up around the 20s for the most part. Every now and then they'll break the 30s. Again, I'm fully prepared to sweat this game. But, I mean, this is a principal fade to public play. I mean, the, those shiny buildings are in Vegas for a reason. No, I, I could see like a 34-20 score. I could see that. Yeah, late in the season, everyone banged up, limping off the field. Everyone just want to go home. I like it. I suppose. All I right. Say, I, I wouldn't say I like it, but I wish you the best on it. Yeah, well, maybe I should read that. <laughs> All right. So, actually, there, and again, I want to let us go to eat dinner, but there's a pretty big marquee game that no one had a lock on. Uh, Texas AM Ole Miss, two and a half points. The Rebs are the underdog. What are your thoughts? That game was at Ole Miss, right? Yes. Yeah. That's where I, game day is. I, I just, I, Ole Miss. Both of those teams, you just kind of don't know what they're going to do. That's why I kind of stayed away from this one. If I was to pick, I'd probably pick Ole Miss just because I like I'm, – I'm on the lane train. And honestly, you don't know what Texas A&M is going to do each week either. So, I like Ole Miss at home in that one. They're at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I probably lean Ole Miss, but I, I just – I don't know what either team's going to do on a weekly basis. So, that's why I stayed away. What do you got for that, P-Tuck? Honestly, I tried to not look at it, but you had to say something about it, so here I am. So I've actually looked at it before. I was scared. I had A&M minus two and a half, got cold feet, and now I'm not even thinking about it. A&M, A&M minus two and a half. I like it. I, I think that their defense will step up. I think their defense Are you will locking? Step up. I'm, yeah, lock it. Oh, lock he's it. locking it. Yep. yep. Either, either Mark has helped you or he just screwed you. 
Yeah, I don't know, but we'll we'll regroup. But yeah, I'm locking it. I can see like a 34-27 A&M. Yeah, Pete Tuck, I'm with you. I wasn't going to lock it, but if you're on it, I'm getting on it because I really like that play. No, Ole Miss is banged up. I kind of feel like Texas A&M is going to treat them like they treat at Auburn, you know, run the ball. I mean, defensive turnovers, like Texas A&M got that pick six. I think, yeah, yeah. That's the calling card. Like, we were on Ole Miss heavy, Brett, for a little bit. But then once all those injuries piled up, you know, they, they couldn't. Like, Tennessee was the last good game we took them on, I believe. And after that, dude, just banged up. They got over at Liberty last week, but I really think the injury bug late in the season has caught up to Ole Miss. Um, the Sex A&M defense is playing out of their mind. I think they can hold them at bay. So um, it wasn't on the card, but it's officially on there now. Let's rock it. Let's rock it. I'm expected to see A&M come out here and control the game. It'll, it'll be closer than – what they think it'll be, but I think they're going to have more confidence in what they do. They'll control the ball more, and they'll end up being the last person to get in the end zone. It will be a sweat, though. It will be a sweat. Good luck, uh, Well, hopefully I don't regret that one, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Hey, also, sorry, one more game that we have to hit on. Um, two ranked teams, Ohio State-Purdue. Uh, Ohio State favored 21 points. Any leans there? Staying away. Yeah, I'm staying away. Honestly, if this game was at Purdue, I could see this as one of your upsets, but this game not being – this game being in Ohio State. I mean, the thing about Purdue is you don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I feel like they get up for the big games, though. So, I guess if you're Ohio State, maybe you're a little scared about this. But I, I, I I'm just not touching this one. I'd love to see if Ohio State lose, though. If we're being honest. Yeah, I, thought, I know. I think we took Purdue against Wisconsin, and they lost 13 to yeah. 30. And yeah. then last week, of course, I was against them, thinking Michigan State will win the game. Yeah, Like you said, you don't know what's going to happen, but, I mean, it's chaos. I, I mean, I'd love to see them lose. I really would. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see Cincinnati in, in the college football playoffs. I do too, but so much things have to go right for them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I hope it does go right, but there's so much. They need Oklahoma to lose this week, or Oklahoma, or to lose against Oklahoma State, because I feel like Oklahoma is in their rearview mirror, and Oklahoma has the good games ahead of them. So they need Oklahoma to lose one of those, one or two, to get them out of there. They need Michigan to lose to Penn State to get Michigan out of there. And I don't. Who's Michigan State got? Michigan State has Maryland. Yeah, we're not going to lose to them. Yeah, they're going to win by. They're going to win by at least thirteen. And, uh, what's up? Yeah, but Michigan State still has Penn State and Ohio State, so they need Michigan State to lose again as well. Cincinnati does, which is definitely probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I mean, you get Michigan State out of there, you get Michigan out there, out of there, you get Oklahoma to lose, and I think that definitely helps. And maybe if you get uh. Oregon to lose to Washington State maybe this weekend, then that definitely helps them as well. So they just – they need a lot of losing to go on ahead of them and behind them to stay in the position, in my opinion. I agree. Guys, this was a fun episode. Again, thank you to our listeners. If you have not subscribed, go ahead, subscribe. You'll get it every time we drop, either Wednesday or Thursday evening. 
you know, this has been a pleasure, Brett. We're actually approaching uh, 500 downloads, and that's not even plays. I wish our site actually gave us like stream numbers, but official downloads, we're approaching 500. And for uh, something that we kind of threw together like a year ago with the YouTube thing and actually like making it come to fruition with our friends, our family, you know, everyone's support. Yeah. Like, I just want to like, just thank everybody for tuning in and like coming back week to week. Again, I'm just glad people listen to the content because again, we could be talking to ourselves and our friends, but if we can help anyone win a little bit of money, seeing that we're both positive for the season, win totals are looking fantastic. So in about three weeks, if you took those with us, you're probably going to get a pretty good payout. Like just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, we just did this kind of as for fun. We didn't really expect anybody to listen. We just want to get on, talk ball, and just be able to bring on friends as well to just talk ball. And so the fact that people are listening, the people, the fact that it's continued to grow every single season that we do this, definitely just want to echo what Marcus said. And thank you, everybody, for continuing to listen. And I hope you guys have made a little bit of money off our plays. And of course, thank you, Parker, for joining us this yeah. week and also for being a longtime listener. Yes. Yeah, I know. I appreciate being on here. Um, it, it was way more fun than I expected. I'm glad. Hopefully, I can do it again sometime in the future because I know my picks are going to go. Sweet. Someone bring out the brooms. Sweet. So I know y'all, <laughs> yeah, I mean, y'all be calling. If, you, if y'all. you actually went undefeated, I think that would be the first time ever on the podcast that would happen. I don't know if we've ever gone undefeated. If somebody no. had. So I think I went undefeated week zero. I took Illinois and Fresno State UConn under 63, but that's just two plays. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to make that claim to fame. But someone has been undefeated. But hey, actually, I, I, I got close week one. Week one, I was 5-1. and one. My only miss was ECU. So been close a couple of times. But, yeah, no, no clean sweeps. We'll say over five games is the yeah. threshold. Here's what's gonna happen. My uh, five original bets are gonna hit, and the A and M gonna come I back. I was just about to say that you're gonna be kicking yourself if that happens. Marcus, I'm gonna drive to Charlotte if that happens, man. <laughs> that that'd be hilarious. Uh, let's go ahead and recap so we can get out of here. All right, again, Parker, thank you for coming on as always. So Parker has six plays for us. Iowa, Minnesota under 37, tight number right there. Michigan State laying 13 against Maryland. Cincy looking to get style points, laying 23 and a half against the Bulls of South Florida. NC State, Wolfpack, plus two at Trisfield in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Georgia, Tennessee under 56 on Rocky Top. And Texas A&M laying two and a half going into Oxford. The leader in the clubhouse, Brett Gall, last week. Two and three, 30 and 28 on the season. His card is Penn State plus one and a half. Baylor plus five and a half. Kansas State minus six and a half. NC State wake under 66 and a hook. UConn plus 41 against the Clemson Tigers in Death Valley. And then he has taken Auburn laying five and a half against Hell State. Michael Leach and the boys. All right. And then third last week was myself. Two, four, and one on the week. 39, 35, and one on the season. I have Miami laying two and a half against Florida State. If you can get that number at two, take it there. I ain't afraid of the hook. UNC Pitt tonight kick in 20 minutes. So UNC Pitt over 72. BC plus two. Texas, Kansas under 62. No explanation needed there. Texas Tech, Iowa State under 58 and a half. Wazoo plus 14 going into Alton Stadium in Oregon. And last play of the week, hopping on with P. Tuck on the show bet. Texas A&M laying two and a half points. Less ride, gig them.
Uh, ooh, already. <laughs> and also, let's not forget, uh, Jaymont has Philadelphia Eagles, Denver Broncos. What was it, over 54? I thought you said 45, honestly. Yeah, I think you said 45. Oh, man. Dude, the, all right, the train's coming off the tracks now. We, we need to end this. <laughs> yes. Uh, 45, yes. So, Eagles, Broncos, over 45. And he's also on Michigan laying one point this week. Not on a Coastal Barbecue has the Demon Deeks of Wake Forest laying one and a half points against the NC State Wolfpack. Parker, we all hope uh, that you get the win there. Sincerely. That's the plan. I don't bet to lose. All right. And don't forget, I think Tennessee money line, if you can get it, is probably a pretty good bet just because chaos happens. But, Parker, best of luck with you and the dogs this weekend. Thank you for coming on. I hope everyone goes undefeated this week except Nomino Coastal Barbecue. And uh, so we'll have a group text form this weekend talking about each games, the, the backdoor covers, the, the good bets, the bad beats. And um, we'll talk about it next week. I'm Appreciate good. it, guys. Thank you for having me. See ya.